Amen. You know, it's my turn to preach when pastor's trying to figure out something to talk about. <laughs> trying to drag on service. We don't want to get to Brahms too early, but we do want to beat the other churches there. Amen. If you want to, you can start turning your Bibles to the book of Galatians, the second chapter. I'm just so thankful to have the opportunity to uh, even get to stand before you and speak of the word of the Lord. For none of us find ourselves worthy of that, but it is an honor to uh, be able to, I think Josh said this when he spoke last, just an honor to be able to have that opportunity to stand before you and express what the Lord has been working in my heart. And so uh, whether it be five minutes or ten minutes, I just hope that you uh, just enjoy the words of the Lord and that you know that uh, God is still working. He's not done with us. He's got lots more in store for us. God has done amazing things in our lives over the last year. One full year, hard to believe that it's been a year since we've made that decision to, to move out of California, but it's a good decision. And every day we're here, and every time I go back to California, which I hope is never again, I thank the Lord that he's brought us out of that place. And I'm thankful for where God has placed us. Galatians, the second chapter, and verse 16, I just want to read real quick. And it says, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For the, by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. If you would tonight, Lord, we ask you just to come into this place, Lord. I know, God, I'm just preaching to the choir Lord, we all know your word, we all have read it many times, but Lord, it's just something that you've been impressing on my heart, you've been working in me, God, and I just ask that you just use me tonight, Lord, to just be able to speak into somebody's life, Lord, that they'd be encouraged by your word, God, that we would just be uh, enthused, Lord, at the opportunity to be able to serve you in a new way tomorrow, God, as we wake up in this life, Lord, and we just ask you to bless us tonight, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, as I said, as I was praying, I know I'm preaching the choir. I'm not preaching to anybody new, but I just, uh, just something that God's been working on me in, and it just continues from my last thought when I spoke last time about trusting in the Lord, and tonight I want to speak about our faith in Christ Jesus. For our faith in Christ is the foundation of our Christianity. Our very faith is, our, our very being as Christians is based on our faith in Jesus Christ. As we read in Galatians, the second chapter, it's not by the works of the law, but it's by our faith in Christ Jesus. For we have believed in him, we have been justified by our faith in him. Hebrews eleven six says, for it is impossible to please God without faith. Our faith in Christ is inevitable. It is, I mean, it is vital for our survival as Christians. And I find it no coincidence that our faith is what is under attack in this day. Our faith is what is being attacked. And what surprises me more than anything is that where, our, where the attack on our faith is coming from. And when I think about the world, the world really, if we think about this, now just hang with me for a second, but the world honestly is not after attacking the foundation of our faith in Jesus Christ. They may not want to hear about it. They may not want to know about it. But they could care less if we have faith in Jesus Christ. For they think we're crazy for believing him anyway. So the world is not attacking who we are. It's not attacking our faith. Who is it that is after our faith? 
who is it that's trying to bring down that which has built, we have built our lives upon? The enemy of our souls does not have to attack our faith in Jesus Christ. For, for the majority of Christians, all he has to do is throw a temptation under their nose. And their faith is no longer alive. Their faith no longer exists. <clears throat> for our selfish desires will overtake that which was faith in Christ. Tonight, if I could, I just want to encourage you in a few things to not grow weary of hearing sound doctrine that's preached out of this pulpit by the brothers and the pastors of our church. Because it is that sound foundation that keeps us grounded in our belief in who Jesus Christ is. Because that is what our faith is to be grounded in. It's simply to be founded in who Christ is to us individually. If you would, turn to Matthew, the 12th chapter. I have to turn slow. See, watch, I turn my Bible slow because it makes me preach longer. Just kidding. Matthew, the 12th chapter. I just wanted to read a couple verses here. Maybe only one verse. Matthew in the 12th chapter. That's the 13th. 12th chapter. And verse uh, 25. And Jesus speaking, uh, knowing their thoughts, and he said unto them, For every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. I had to read this scripture tonight because this is the, the basis of where the attack on our faith in Christ comes. It's the Americanized Love, gospel, humanistic, grace abounds, legalistic, non-gospel preaching preachers and churches in America that are attacking the foundation of faith in Christ Jesus. It's amazing because if you listen, if you, and I try not to do this very often because it just, it just disturbs me, but if you go on TV and you watch preachers, they're, pre they're preaching, if you just listen to it quickly, sounds like they know what they're talking about. It sounds really good to the ear. It tickles the ear. But if you get right down to the core of what they're saying, it's, it's, it's breaking up the foundation of our faith as Christ Jesus, as the Lord of our life. It's breaking up our faith of believing and having faith in Jesus Christ alone. I heard a man preach the other night. That said, it's not about God's hand, it's about your hand and what you can do in this life. And it sounds good, and the people love it, the people amen, and the people yelling, but it's not the gospel because it's all about God and it's all about our faith in God. Their words are smooth, their message titles are intriguing, and their charisma even influential. It tickles their ears, but with the. Uh, it tickles the ear, but with a foundation of faith in the character of Jesus Christ and a knowledge of God's word, we know that what they're preaching is not the gospel of faith in Christ Jesus. I just want to remind us of this tonight, how subtle they are in their attempt to distract you from the reality of faith in Jesus Christ. It comes in so subtle. It doesn't come in roaring like a lion but it comes in and trying to in disguise itself as a word of the Lord 
to encourage us to make sure that it's about us and not about God. But it's really all about Jesus. And it's really all about our faith in who Jesus Christ is. Good news, we're on the page two. Matthew, the eighth chapter, and we're going to be here for the rest of the time. A few scriptures I want to read to you tonight. And I just want to read some scriptures you all have read before. Nothing, nothing uh, revelatory. I saved the revelation for our pastors in this church because they do such a great job with it. But I just want to remind us of a few things tonight. Maybe take these scriptures that we read and see them in a new light as the Lord's been pointing out to me. But Matthew, the eighth chapter, starting in verse five, we're going to read a couple verses here. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and I will heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word alone and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he do it. And in verse 10, and when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in all of Israel. The man comes to Jesus and says, I have a servant that needs to be healed. And Jesus says, I'll come and I'll heal him. And I feel like this kind of a little bit in my life is that, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to even come into my household to do the healing that I'm asking you to do. But the centurion says, I'm not worthy, Lord. Just speak the words. He has faith in who Jesus is. I want us to see something tonight because the, the, the point of, of the preachers today is, is that they want you to have faith in a healing. But the issue is, is that when our faith is in healing and healing doesn't come, we walk away from the faith that we had at all. What little faith we had in Christ is no longer there, but our faith in healing is no longer there. Jesus doesn't mean anything to us anymore when our faith is in the healing. But the centurion says, because, Lord, of who you are, I believe it if you would just say it by your words that it will happen. His faith is in that is, is, is that. He believes Christ to be who he says he will be. And that's my encouragement to you tonight as we read through these, these scriptures that you've read before. Is just believe, have faith in who Christ Jesus has said he is. Who Christ Jesus has proven himself in our lives to be. And don't be tricked into believing and having faith in those things which do come by the Lord but are not the Lord himself. Let me say this tonight. That if we have faith in healing and the healing doesn't come, we walk away from a faith, a false faith, a misplaced faith. Jesus says, I have not found such a great faith in all of Israel. And this faith is because the centurion believes in who Jesus Christ has said himself to be. Each one of us in this place has felt the healing touch of the Lord in our bodies. Pastor, just this week, and I know in myself, in my body, in my back, and that is just a, you don't realize how much you need your back till you can't use it anymore. But we felt the healing touch of the Lord, and I believe that Jesus is the healer. I know we believe in this place that Jesus is the healer. Otherwise, we wouldn't pray for people in the front of the body on Sunday morning. We believe that Jesus heals. But our faith is not in his healing. 
Our faith is in who he is. And when we believe in who he is and who he's proven himself to be, then we can believe that he can heal our bodies. And we've got it mixed up in America. The, the preaching that we, the, the, the majority of Christians receive today is misplacing their faith into something that passes away. And so lots of people walk away from the Lord because they don't get the healings that they thought they should get. Now I know sometimes we've prayed for healings and, and God doesn't do it when we're ready to do it. But whether we get healed or we don't get healed, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the same God who's delivered us. He's still the same God who's healed us. He's still the same God who's provided for us. But he is, our faith is in who he is, not in what he can do for us. And the problem with the American church is that we have gotten to a place where the only thing we care about is what Jesus can do for us. And really, this is, I'm just preaching to you to the choir. I'm just telling you what you already know. But really, this is more about what we can do for him and for his kingdom. If we skip further down in Matthew, the 8th chapter, in verse 23. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep, meaning Jesus. And his disciples came to him, and they awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, or we perish. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful, O ye of little faith? And then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great uh, calm. Why are you so afraid and have so little faith? The disciples run into Jesus and they're scared they're about to die. And all too often we want Jesus to just come and heal or calm the storm that's around us. And we want peace and, and calm to come. But when peace and calm don't come, we lose faith in, our, in Jesus Christ, or in the Lord. It's the same thing as I was talking about in healing, is that when we're only believing and having faith that Jesus brings calm to the storm, God brings peace beyond all understanding. If that's all we're believing and having faith in, then we are going to lose faith in Christ when God just allows a storm to arise for a little while and us to feel like we're going to drown in the middle of that storm. Because let, let us be honest with each other tonight. Let us be honest with Christianity. Is just because we serve Christ doesn't mean we're not going to face a storm. That sometimes we're not going to be on the ship and the waves are going to be crashing over the top. And even sometimes we're going to say, Lord, am I going to drown here in this place? Am I going to die? But our faith is not that God's going to calm the storm. Our faith is that Jesus will be who he says he will be. And that he will not forsake us and leave us alone as orphans. That God will walk us and be with us through the storms. That he's not going to just come and calm the storm, but he's going to be God in the midst of the storm. Our faith is to be grounded in who Christ is. This is just what we get preached to all the time here. And I'm just a simpleton enough that God has to keep reiterating it to me over and over again. But God wants us to stop focusing on the physical things that God can do for us and start realizing the spiritual blessings he has when we believe and have faith in him. Our faith is in Jesus Christ. If it was only in the things God could do for us, many of us would have good reason to walk away. 
Many of us have went through trials. Many of us have went through troubles and would have good reason to say, well, the Lord didn't come through in this situation because you were looking for physical things because we were searching and seeking the physical blessings of the Lord upon our lives. But Jesus has always been consistent in who he is. Since the day he stepped foot on this earth until the day he uh, died on this earth, he was the same. And even today, he's the same. Our faith is in Christ Jesus. If our faith is in provision, then when hard times come, we lose our faith. If our faith is in provision, then when we lose everything, we've lost Christ. But when our faith is in Jesus Christ, when we lose everything, we've gained everything. Because we recognize that all that stuff didn't mean anything compared to having Christ at the center of our lives. But when our faith is in the person of Jesus Christ, our faith is strengthened when we realize he has always provided enough for us. I was thinking about this, and several of us in this place have went bankrupt before. And I was, as I was uh, preparing this message this week, I was thinking about it in the midst of bankruptcy, in the midst of giving back our home, in the midst of them towing away our cars. God always provided. God said he would always provide for us. But the problem was is that I thought God was providing what I wanted him to provide and not what he was going to provide that was enough for me. But I was thinking about this week, and I said, God, you are so good. You are so good. And I just held off tears, and that's an amazing feat for me. But God, you are so good is that in the midst of all those times, God always provided food for our family. In the midst of all those times, we always had a place to stay. And even though I don't know how he did it, or where the finances came from, God provided us a way to have transportation as we watched our cars being towed away. That's the God we serve. And if we're believing that, that our faith is in the provision of God, then we're going to lose our faith in Christ when all of the provision seems to disappear. This life is not about what God can give us, but what we can give Him. It is about God's hand. It's not about our hand. It is about God's kingdom. It's not about our kingdom. And let me just add one more thing in tonight. If our faith is in a man, then when that man falls to temptation, we lose our faith. And we all know, we've all been in it, part of it, we've all seen it or heard of it, of churches where the, everybody's faith was in a man, and the man fails, he falls to temptation, and the church decides that they're not going to follow after Jesus anymore because their faith was misplaced. Their faith was in a man and not in the man, Christ Jesus. Because we're all human and we make mistakes, but I like this. I like that we can look tonight and say, our faith is not in our pastors. Pastor, my faith is not in you, it's in Jesus Christ. But I will say this tonight with that, with that, my trust can be with them. I can trust them as long as they're pointing me in the relationship and the faith of who Jesus Christ is. And they've never wavered in that, and that's why we're in Oklahoma all together, is because we believe that Jesus Christ is where our faith should be placed. It's following after, and now listen, I'll say this also, that uh, there is nothing that has existed or ever will exist that should capture our faith other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in us saying that we don't follow man, it also needs to be brought up that we have to sit underneath 
that which God has set in order, there has to be leadership. There has to be leadership. If we don't submit ourselves humbly to leadership of the body and of, the, of Christ, then we find ourselves not being able to be used in the way that God wants us to be used. And it's hard for men to be able to humble themselves enough to take authority. But when we know who Jesus Christ is, when we know the character of who he says he is, and our faith is in his character, then we have no problem submitting ourselves to men who we know are trustworthy, who we know follow after Christ with their whole heart, and who believe themselves that our faith should be placed in nothing else than in Jesus Christ. I have a shirt that I like to wear, and it has a saying on the back, and it says, freedom will only last as long as you are willing to defend it. Our freedom in America will only last as long as we are willing to defend it, and it's coming to this place. It's coming to the place where Americans are going to have to say, if I want freedom, I'm going to have to defend it. And I say tonight, our faith in Christ will only last as long as we're willing to defend it. Our faith in Christ, as Pastor said this morning, will only last as long as we're able to stand in the pulpit and preach the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be able to go out into our workplaces and say, I will defend Jesus Christ to the end because I know that he is who he says he is. Our faith in Christ will only last as long as we're willing to defend it. And our pastors have stood strong in the defense of who Jesus Christ is, and each one of us has reason to stand up and defend who Jesus Christ is in our lives and who he has faithfully been in Christ. And so I want to just end with this tonight. Let your faith be found in only one place, in Christ. It's not in blessing. It's not in provision. It's not in healing. But it is in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, you will find success in your life when your faith is placed there and you will never be forsaken or left as orphans. Amen.